Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome to the Portland Center for Spiritual Living. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you're most welcome here. I'd like to start by just making a few announcements. As you know, our in-person services have been canceled to stop the spread of the coronavirus, and, and that is expected to extend until April 8th. That's currently the date set by the State of Oregon's Health Department. Our annual business meeting that we did have scheduled for next week has also been postponed. And if you have questions about any of our services or what's going on here, please check us out online at cslportland.org. Well, to make up for our missing in-person activities, starting this week we'll have a couple of online options for you. This coming Wednesday at 7 o'clock Pacific Daylight Time, we'll offer a meditation service using Zoom teleconferencing. Everybody's welcome to attend this meditative service, and details for using Zoom and the link to connect you will be on our website at cslportland.org. Now this coming Sunday, you can tune into our more regular service using Facebook Live. The service will start at 11 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, and we'll follow the format of one of our more usual services, including prayer, music, all the bells and whistles. Just go to Facebook and look for Portland Center for Spiritual Living. At 11 a.m., you should see the live stream from our sanctuary. Well, that's it for announcements, but I do also want to offer prayer support. I know this is a moment in time when our hearts are heavy, and sometimes it's easy to get stuck in a place of fear. Our website is set up to take your prayer requests. We also have a list of our licensed practitioners. They're available. You can call them or contact them for a brief prayer consultation. Please take advantage of our services. All right. Well, today I want to continue on with our discussion of Don Miguel Ruiz's The Four Agreements. You'll remember last week we worked on the second agreement, don't take things personally. And I got to tell you, if you're like me, this was quite a week for that, wasn't it? Here in Oregon anyway, we've been asked to sequester ourselves and keep uh, social distancing. And oh my gosh, as I went through the week, I was so taking that personally. It's as though this gosh darn virus was specifically designed just to piss me off. It's like my efforts at going to the grocery store seemed thwarted. All of the things that I wanted to do, I had to think about. Is that, is that appropriate? How can I do this safely without worrying about infecting or being infected by someone else? And, and I got to tell you, I had to keep reminding myself, you know, this virus was not designed with me in mind. <laughs> and so I had to keep telling myself, you know, it's absolutely appropriate that I follow the guidance for safe distancing. It's totally appropriate that I do what is necessary to stay safe. And it's also totally appropriate not to take it personally, not to fall into that place of fear or doubt. I know that I'm strong. I know that my body is healthy. I know that the things that I need to have will be provided. And when I stand in my own truth, instead of taking it personally, oh my gosh, the difference it made. 
But if you're like me, you might need that reminder. You might need to have that little voice in your head that tends to go to that place of fear or dismay or taking it personally. You may need to put that filter in place that we talked about so that that when that anger rises up, when that fear rises up, we can console our own selves as well as those that we care about. Well, today we're embarking upon the third agreement, and it also is an important one. The third agreement is not to make assumptions. When we make assumptions, several things happen, and the bad news is they're all negative things. So let me talk about making assumptions. First of all, you're going to limit the good possibilities when you assume something is going to happen a certain way. You'll actually overlook some of the greater possibilities that exist. Second of all, you've made an investment in a particular outcome when you make an assumption. And so then if that outcome isn't fulfilled in the way that you imagine it will be, there's going to be disappointment or resentment. Then third, even if your assumption is correct, then you're going to lose the spontaneity factor. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a few minutes. And then last but not least, oftentimes when we make assumptions, we're just wrong. We're just plain wrong. We've misunderstood. We've miscalculated. We've not listened correctly. We've made assumptions around the intent of the message. And so actually the, the effects of whatever's going on are going to be worsened by our making assumptions about them. Let me read out of the book what uh, Don Miguel Ruiz says about this idea of making assumptions. He says the third agreement is don't make assumptions. We have the tendency to make assumptions about everything. The problem with making assumptions is that we tend to believe that they're the truth. We could swear that they're real. We make assumptions about what others are doing or thinking. Often we'll take it personally, and then we blame them and react by sending them emotional poison. That's why whenever we make assumptions, we're asking for problems. We make assumptions, we misunderstand, we take it personally, and then we end up creating a whole big drama, often for nothing. Well, this leads me into today's joke, and and I'll tell you right off the bat, uh, my partner Daniel said, that's the worst joke ever. Are you kidding? A, no one's going to get it, and B, if you have to explain a joke, it's just because it's not funny enough. Well, you know me. Sometimes I take his advice and sometimes not. I will suggest that this joke primarily will be funny to people who are economists. So the seven or eight of you out in the world who are actually economists will probably enjoy this joke. So a physicist, an engineer, and an economist are stranded on a desolate island, and they are very, very hungry. Suddenly, a can of corn washes up on the beach. They want to open it. They want to eat it. But how? The physicist says, well, let's start a fire. We'll place the can inside the flames. Eventually it will explode and then we can eat. Are you crazy, says the engineer. The corn will burn and scatter. We'll have nothing. What we should do is get a metal wire, attach it to a wooden base, push it, we'll crack the can wide open. That's just as stupid, says the economist. Where the heck are we going to find a metal wire on this island? Besides, the solution is deceptively simple. 
First, we just make the assumption that we have a can opener. <laughs> okay, well, I think it's funny anyway, but let me explain just a little bit about this silly joke. So, of course, the idea is so often we take things for granted. We take things on faith by making an assumption that just isn't true. Of course, we can make an assumption that the average household would have a can opener, right? As the economist is doing here. But the truth is, we don't have one. And so when we move ahead in our assumptions and we're wrong about them, of course, there's going to be trouble ahead. I do want to give you an example that perhaps you can relate to. How many of you have really looked forward to a birthday party. And you know, I've noticed this isn't something just for kids. All of us kind of enjoy looking forward to a birthday. So it's almost your birthday. You're assuming there's going to be a party. You know, either your parents or if you're young, uh, or maybe a loved one or a spouse or a friend has thrown you a party every year for just as long as you can think. And you're, you're even starting to imagine it. You're almost ready to make assumptions exactly about what's going to happen. Maybe, maybe the restaurant you'll go to or a certain kind of cake that you have or, or the friends and family that you look forward to having on your birthday. Well, now there's two possible outcomes here by making an assumption like that. And here's the bad news. They're both actually negative. So the first thing that might happen is that they just forget. For whatever crazy reason, no one plans a birthday party for you. Now, of course, we're all enterprising people. We have a lot of creativity in us, right? There's no reason that we couldn't on our own have a fabulous birthday, even by ourselves. We could go watch our favorite movie. We could make our own special birthday cake or buy one at our special store. We could take ourselves out to a fabulous restaurant or maybe make a meal at home that would be exactly to our preferences. We could have a wonderful day but we're not going to because we made an assumption there would be a party. And so what's apt to happen, of course, is we've made that assumption. Now we're going to cast some blame out there, right? Why didn't my so-and-so best friend invite me to dinner on my birthday like she usually does? Why didn't I get that party that I was hoping for and made some assumptions around? But there's another outcome, right? The more typical one is... You get your party, but maybe some of the details aren't quite the way you had imagined. Maybe you didn't go to your favorite restaurant. They decided to take you to their favorite restaurant. Do you know what I mean? And so some of the details aren't quite the way you had imagined them, even though you got this fabulous party. But you're not seeing it as fabulous. You have made some assumptions about what's going to happen, who's going to be there, what the food's going to be like, whether they're decorations or not. You had it all planned out in your head, and now you're not willing to see how beautiful it really is because you made an assumption about how it could be. So you see the trouble with assumptions. Whether your assumptions were right or your assumptions were wrong, either way, whether you get that party or not, you're not going to be as happy as if you had made only the assumption that you'd have a good time on your birthday. 
And so the more detailed our assumptions are, the more we've fantasized about exactly what will happen, any deviation from that lessens our ability to sense the joy in the world. So what can we do instead? What are our options here? Well, first of all, the best thing to do, and the true antidote from this idea of making assumptions, is to ask questions. How often could an assumption we made simply been cleared up with even a single question? Are there plans for my birthday this year? Right? then you could have done something completely different. If there were no plans for your birthday, you could have made plans for your birthday. So whenever you find yourself in that place of dismay, when you see yourself walking down a road in ambiguity and you're making assumptions about it, perhaps it's time to ask questions. What did the boss mean when she said that? Is there going to be a birthday party or not? Where are we thinking of going on vacation this year? What exactly does sequestered at home mean, right? I had to look that one up the other day. I was assuming that if we were supposed to be keeping to ourselves, that probably I shouldn't be taking the dogs out for walks. And come to find out, no, sequestered in place right now simply means avoiding other people. And we actually can take the dogs out. At least in the state of Oregon, they're saying that's an approved activity, right? So until I ask questions, until I actually find out what's going to happen and the intentions behind it, I'm apt to come up with the craziest ideas and conclusions that you can imagine. We get direction when we ask questions. We get to eliminate the confusion and vagueness that sometimes people send our way. Some of the questions that we might ask are, what did you mean when you said that? Or do you really feel that way? Are you really angry at me? Or are you just angry in general today? Do you see where I'm going with this? So often we don't understand people's intentions. We read into it. We make assumptions about it that may or may not be true. Now sometimes, of course, we'll ask a question and we'll get the information that we wished we didn't get. That's okay. At least we understand what we're dealing with and we're not just making it up as we go along. The other thing, though, that I want to talk about, the second antidote to this idea of making assumption It's the idea of going with the flow. And I know that sometimes the idea of going with the flow means you're throwing your towel in. You're just going to do what other people think and assume. And that's really not my intention here. My intention here is to open your heart and your mind to possibilities. So by that, I mean having maybe a general assumption that you're going to have fun on your birthday is a good thing. But what if we were then open to the possibilities of might happen? I might not completely outline what it's going to take for that to be a good birthday. Instead, I allow the world to present to me what's going to happen, and I simply find enjoyment in it. If my birthday is to be by myself, I'm going to have a fabulous birthday. And if my birthday is to be with friends and family, I'm going to have a fabulous birthday. And if we're going out to my favorite restaurant, that would be swell. And if we're going out to a restaurant I've never been to, 
that would also be swell. Do you see this idea of, of kind of going with the flow, of kind of leaving our bliss and our joy to be unplanned? Sometimes what you're opening to is a level of joy that perhaps you've never even encountered, right? Maybe that new restaurant will end up being a favorite of yours. Maybe that birthday cake that you've never tried before will end up being your new favorite birthday cake. If we don't try new things, if we're not open to new things, if the unfoldment of our lives can't be spontaneous to some degree, just, just looking forward to the joy of it and the newness of it, if we can't do that, we're really limiting, we're really boxing in our experience of the world. So just to recap shortly, the two antidotes to this idea of making assumptions, one is to ask for clarification. What's really going to happen? What's really your intention here? What are you feeling? What really should we expect? And then the second one is to be more open to just newness, being open to things, not going a certain way or according to a certain plan. Well, today we've learned about assumptions. We've learned about whether they're true or whether they're not true. Our joy will be limited. And when we make incorrect assumptions, we're actually destined to a fair amount of drama and negativity. We've also learned that blaming and making accusations when things aren't going our way also produces negative results. We've learned that the antidote to assumptions is to ask questions and to gain clarity. And also a great anecdote is to be more open to newness in our lives, that willingness just to see what's going to happen and not make assumptions about it. Well, it wouldn't be Sunday unless I'm offering some homework to you. So I do have a minor bit of homework. As best you can, of course, please keep the first two agreements even as we add the third one. So continue to be impeccable with your word and the second agreement, not to take anything personally. And then today we'll add, don't make assumptions. I think you'll find that these particular three agreements work together very, very effectively. You're going to begin noticing that your life is completely changing by keeping these three agreements. Well, I'm going to close today with a quick reading from the book and a prayer. So I'm reading the end of the chapter on the third agreement. Don Miguel Ruiz says, The way to keep yourself from making assumptions is to ask questions. Make sure the communication is clean and clear. If you don't understand, or if it's vague, ask. Have the courage to ask questions until you are as clear as possible. And even then, do not assume that you know all there is to know about a given situation. Also, Find your voice and ask for what you want. Everybody has the right to tell you no or yes, and you always have the right to ask. The day you stop making assumptions, you will communicate cleanly and clearly. You'll be free of emotional poison. Without making assumptions, your word becomes impeccable. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life and one goodness. There is only this one thing. I, I call it spirit. And what I know about spirit 
is that it is the allness, the lovingness, the, the joy, the peace, the abundance of the universe itself. It is in infinity. All of that good simply there for us as part of spirit to accept into our own lives. And so today for myself, for everyone listening to my voice, I claim that the good of God is mine, is ours. That the love that is God is ours. That the joy and the peace and the safety of God is ours. We simply open our minds and our hearts to receive that goodness so, so willingly given to us by Spirit. We put aside doubts and fears, and certainly there's a lot of doubts and fears in the world right now, but, but we choose to not make negative assumptions around them. We choose to do what's necessary to keep ourselves safe, and at the same time, we allow our hearts to be open to receive the love, to receive the joy, to receive the goodness that still exists in, in such supply in the world. We recognize that we really are a centralized part of spirit itself and that all of God's good is ours. And so for this week, I know that each of us is guided and directed. Each of us is safe in our lives, that each of us has that ability to bring forth through us and as us love, light, joy, health, and peace. And so for this, I give great thanks. For this, I recognize the, the gratitude for all of God's good. I release my prayer into the activity, into the action of the law itself. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. Please check our website for all of the many options that we have for all of us during this international time of trouble. Our website is cslportland.org. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.